there was ever a series that needed to be taught in the church, it's this series. If there was ever a time in the history of our country where we should learn the right time to speak up, because there's a time to speak up, and the time that we need to zip it, it's right now in our country. I've enjoyed this series, even though we're only one week into it, because I enjoy series. Sometimes I teach things that I feel the church needs to hear, and that, you know, just like anything, kind of like when you're teaching your kids' lesson or you're teaching someone, there's things that you, you're like, man, I, I'm pretty good in this area, and so I get to teach it, and it's a refresher and a reminder. And, and then there's times you teach, and you're like, man, no, no, I need this. If no one else is getting anything out of this series, I'm getting something out of it, and this is one of those series Zip it. Last week we talked about complaining and how just nothing will drain you quicker than being around a negative, complaining person and and how we have to change our circumstances and situations. And it was a good reminder for me. We we looked at this principle last week found in Proverbs 18. It says the tongue has the power of life and death. That, that's a powerful verse right there. Think about it. Just a few words, but the Bible says the tongue, this small little thing, has the power to build up, and it has the power to tear down. You, you can build somebody up instantly with your words, and you can delate, deflate somebody instantly. I'm going to get through this sermon, I promise you. You can deflate somebody with your words. I, I laugh that we grew up telling our kids, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. That's the biggest lie we have ever taught our kids. It sounds tough. It sounds cool. It, it sounds like, man, I, I'm immune. What was the old saying? I, I, I don't know if you're going to remember. I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say hits me, sticks to you, whatever the stupid saying is. It sounds really tough to say, hey, what comes out of our mouth doesn't matter. But what comes out of our mouth matters. That there's times I'd rather physically be punched in the face than to be tore down verbally. There's power in our tongue. The words we speak, they literally in every sense of the word can speak life into someone or they can speak death into someone. Over the course of this series, we're going to be looking at subjects like complaining. We're going to be looking at the subject of criticism. We're going to be looking at the subject of lying. But today we're going to be talking about one of those subjects that is so prevalent in our society Yet very few of us even realize that we do it. It's so common that we don't even realize anymore that the words and what we're doing is coming out of our mouth. And if I'm going to be honest today, if there was ever a subject that needed to be taught at Action Church, it's this subject. I think we have a very healthy church I, I think it's one of those unique churches where everyone seems to be in unity, that they, we seem to be in one accord. We support the vision, and everybody gets along. And, and it's great because I've been part of churches, man, that fought over everything. I, I've been over at part of churches that majored on the minors. I, I've been part of churches, man, where you walked in and you could just simply feel the tension on Sunday mornings, and that's never been Action Church. People come in here and they're excited to be here. People look forward. It's almost like a family reunion week after week after week. But that being said, we're far from perfect. 
And if there's any subject that we might stumble along around here, and I like to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, say it's not intentional. It's just, again, such a common thing in our society that many times we don't realize we do it. It would be the subject that we're going to talk about today, the subject of gossip. The subject of gossip. Word spreads quick around Action Church. And what's funny is, is the false word spreads quicker. I love this church, but we love a scoop at Action Church. We love to get together and call it fellowship when really what it is is let's catch up on all the good good. Let's talk about all the things that everyone else is talking about. Have you heard about what so-and-so is going through? We do it in the way like we care. And we love a good scoop around here. And it's funny to watch the gossip go on. And Luckily, we don't have a lot of big drama, so it's not like earth-shattering gossip around here. But it's funny how something can be a one- And by the time it gets to the end of the gossip, it's elevated to a 10. And what happens is, is we make mountains out of molehills around here. We love gossip. So we're going to talk today about the subject of gossip a little bit. Now, how many of you would be honest and do not elbow the person next to you? That's not allowed in church. But how many of you would say, man, I know somebody who loves to gossip. Raise your hand. And the rest of you are just, we're going to be talking about lying in two weeks. There's not a, let's, how many of you would be honest, and I expect there to be no hands up with this, would be honest and say, you know what, Gary, I'm really a gossip. Anybody? Yeah, good. We have like four honest people in the entire congregation today. Gossip. The spreading of information whether it needs to be spread or not. The Bible says in Proverbs 18.8, the words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. It's a pretty powerful word there. We love gossip. We crave gossip. Whether we like to admit it or not, and I'm not being mean today, I'm not bashing it. As a matter of fact, I'm not preaching to you, I'm preaching with you today. We thrive on the scoop. It's almost like it's just shiny little morsels. I don't know what shiny little morsels are, tiny little morsels. The only way I could equate this is I was walking through the church the other day, there was no one in the building, trying to watch what I eat trying not to eat unhealthy and I walk through the door and something catches my eye as I walk through that exit right there it was silver and it was shiny and the sun was beaming through the windows just hitting it just at the right moment and they were laid in this bowl in all different directions so the light was reflecting almost angelic and I said what is that And I looked down, and it was just a big bowl of Hershey Kisses. Little 
morsels, if you will. So each elegantly wrapped in silver aluminum foil where the light hits them just perfect. And in that moment, I had a decision to make. I tried to convince myself, you can just eat one. Has anybody ever in their life just ate one Hershey Kiss? I always say it's funny when you're meeting with a nutritionist or a diet or a trainer, and they're like, man, if you ever, and they'll tell you, if you ever just need, just to quench that sweet tooth, have one Hershey Kiss. They're small. Okay. They're like choice morsels. They touch your tongue and instantly begin to melt, and they melt perfectly over both sides of your tongue, going down into your throat like manna from heaven. And you have to eat another one, and another one, and another one. And then you've ate so many that you probably would have been better off just eating a candy bar. So I had a decision to make. Do I eat one, 30, or do I eat none? And I'm proud to say I walked away and ate none. But the Bible says that's how gossip is. It's like a choice morsel. It goes down to your innermost parts, and there's just something about gossip that we find satisfying. It's almost like we, we just want to know something. It's always funny. I will post something on Facebook. Someone will message me and say, hey, pray. can you mind praying for so-and-so? Do you mind getting a prayer chain started? Well, I always try to be very sensitive with people's information. So I will post, hey, pray for a friend of mine. I won't name the friend. They're going through a hard time, bam, bam. And I can look at Christine and tell you within five minutes, so-and-so is going to message us, so-and-so is going to message us, so-and-so is going to, there's about six people that are going to message us instantly. Who are you talking about? Hey, hey, who is that? Because we love gossip. We love scoops. To the point now that almost all six of them will preface it ahead of time, not trying to be nosy. Yeah, you are. You really, at the end of the day, that's exactly what you're trying to be. You're trying to be nosy because don't you think if I so-and-so would have wanted you to know it, I would have posted so-and-so's name in the post. We love gossip. We thrive on gossip. <laughs> you can be in a regular conversation just talking to somebody. And then suddenly someone says, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? And we just stop for a minute. No, I, I didn't hear about that. What did they do? Well, what happened? Well, how's so-and-so doing because of that? Well, we don't even ask, is it true? Just dainty little morsels that come in. <laughs> we love it. We love gossip. We love to feed on gossip. We like to hear all the scoops about gossip. I've heard it said that gossip, I love this quote, it said gossip can actually travel around the world and back before the truth can get out of bed and put its pants on. Gossip can travel around the world and back before the truth gets out of bed and puts its pants on. Especially in the day of social media. One post, boom! And your 3,000 people in your network know it. And then 30 of them share it. 
and their 3,000 people know it, and their 3,000 people know it, and instantly the gossip's out there. It's amazing to me. I've actually tested this before. I put something on Facebook, counted to 30, walked back into Facebook and deleted it, only to have people send me screenshots of the 30 seconds that it was up being, hey, everything okay? I know you pulled this down. Yeah. Just run a test. Thank you for verifying for me. We love gossip. And gossip literally destroys. Because the problem with gossip is even if it's true, very rarely stays true. There's probably a hundred people here today. If I was to go to Misty right now and whisper in Misty's ear four sentences, whatever those four sentences were, and I was to tell her, the minute I get done whispering in your ear, you're going to lean over to Bubba and tell Bubba exactly what I told you. And then Bubba's going to lean over to Lynn, and Lynn's going to lean over to Emily, who's 13. So she's definitely not going to hear everything that Lynn had to say. Then her transcribing of it to Christine, and we went around the entire room. It'd be very comical to see what would happen by the time those four sentences got to this side of the room. I guarantee you that I could bet every single dollar in my checking account that it would not remotely be the same as what it started. It's called the telephone game. We used to play it when we were kids. All you kids younger than me, we used to have these things called landlines. They were amazing. It was a telephone plugged into your wall. And man, the telephone game was powerful. You'd call, hang it up, call someone, and they were calling someone. It wasn't like today. You couldn't get 20 people in a group text and spread the gossip quick. You had to work to spread that gossip. The problem is it gets twisted because one word gets left off or one thing gets this or one thing gets that. And the telephone game just spreads and spreads and spreads. So even when gossip is true, when we're sharing gossip that we don't have the right to share, 99.9% of the time the gossip ends up turning into a lie. And we're so good, especially in the church, about gossip. Matter of fact, I would actually say this is one of the things the church is the best at. The church is phenomenal, church big C, universal church, at great at spiritualizing certain things. What we so many times do is we spiritualize gossip as prayer requests. Anybody ever heard that? Pray for Timmy. We don't stop and just pray for Timmy. Pray for Timmy. You know, you know, you know, you know we got a DUI the other night. He's been drinking a lot. I even heard his wife's really upset. She's thinking about leaving after all these years. Oh, I heard it happen, and his kids don't want anything to do with him anymore. And prayer meeting turns into five minutes of gossip session. But we don't call it gossip. We call it praying for Timmy. Won't be a lot of amens to this because it hits really close to home today because we know 
the large majority of us, boom, myself included, have been guilty of this. We love when we think we know a scoop and want to share that scoop with somebody else. <laughs> so, you know, Ron, him and Karen sure do seem to be getting buddy-buddy. I, I even saw him at so-and-so together. I wonder if his wife knows that. Well, I don't know, but I I saw her commenting on a guy's Facebook page a lot. I don't know who that guy is, but every time he posts something, she's commenting on it. God forbid we do enough research to realize it's her brother or her cousin. We just see her commenting. Man, we love gossip. We love gossip. Yeah, but Gary, again, what if it's true? question is, is your right to spread it? I posted this on Facebook this morning, giving a little sneak peek of the message. I heard a preacher one time say, everything that is said must be true. Don't miss this. But not everything that is true must be said. We don't always have to say what we know, especially when what we know may hurt somebody. Especially when what we may know really at the end of the day is none of our business. A couple of weeks ago, I had someone come to me and said, do you know so-and-so? I said, I do know so-and-so. I don't know them well, but I know them. Whew, they don't like you. I said, okay. You know what they told me? I stopped him and said, I said, what their opinion of me is, is none of my business. You say, but it involved you. But I don't care. I don't want to hear the gossip. If so-and-so doesn't like me, and -and so-and-so has an opinion of me, so-and-so has my phone number, my email, and can get in touch with me on social media, I'm not a hard person to get in touch with. Obviously, they don't feel led to let me know their thoughts on me. So it's none of my business. But it involved you as that gossip. It was gossip. They were trying to sow discord. And I always think to myself, if they'll gossip to me, will they gossip about me? But we'll break that down in a little bit. (laughs) Everything that is said must be true, but not everything that is true must be said. Gentlemen, your wife asks you, how does she look tonight? The truth is she might not look her best that particular night. That truth does not need to be shared. You just smile. It's a trap. My wife tells me this all the time as it pertains to our kids. I'm very opinionated on my kids and some of their friends and some of their choices. And she says, do you always have to give your input? Yeah, my input's right, but it doesn't always need to be given. Why not? She said, because they're going to eventually quit coming to you. Because all you do is question 
and get frustrated by their choices instead of letting them make their own choices and learn the hard way. She's right, that's hard for me. I don't want to see my kids make poor choices. Gary Lynn, the king of poor choices. Can't go back and change my poor choices. But man, don't want to see them make the same poor choices. Sometimes they got to make the poor choices. Don't always have to speak that truth. (laughs) Gossip. Question is, what do you want to be known for? Do you want to be known for speaking life into people? I asked you, how many of you know a gossip? How many of you know just an encourager? Just somebody who just lifts you up and encourages you. Someone that you know is going to speak truth, but they do it in a way that builds you up and doesn't tear you down. What do you want to be known for? Do you want to be known as a person who speaks life into people? Or do you want to be known as a person who speaks death into people? That's what gossip does. Gossip tears down. Look around today. Tennis is a little bit low today. Only 15 of you may pointed it out to me like I'm blind. I'll tell you why attendance is a little bit down today. Because of gossip. Somebody gets sick. And then you guys, and this is one of them situations where I'm going to say, you guys, and if it's not you, don't take offense to it. Start gossiping about where they got sick and how they got sick, and who they were around when they got sick. Instead of praying for them while they're sick, we'd rather gossip about how they got sick. And all the point, at least to the point where half the people are afraid to come to church on Sunday morning. Now they're not afraid to go out to eat with everybody. Oh, did I say that? They're not afraid to go listen to their favorite band on Saturday night with everybody. They're not afraid to go cook out with everybody, but the gossip is so-and-so happens, so we need to lay out for a couple of weeks. And that's their business. I've never been somebody who's going to beat you about missing church. Eh, Between you and God, I don't really care. But it bothers me when I see it happens because of gossip. Someone came to me recently and said, hey, I'm going to be missing a few weeks of church. I said, okay, what's going on? Just need to be safe. I said, be safe in what way? Well, I heard somebody at the Friday night AA meeting tested positive for COVID. I said, really? Yeah, three weeks ago. I said, so three weeks ago, someone who meets here on Friday nights on the entire other side of the building that has literally a concrete block wall separating it from this side of the building got COVID. And so you're using that as your excuse not to come to church on this side of the building on Sunday morning. So I called the leader that leads that meeting. Because again, I want to know. It's my responsibility to know what's going on. I don't ever want to put us in an unsafe situation. I said, hey, I heard so-and-so. I happen to know who so-and-so was. Tested positive for COVID. Everything good? He said, who told you that? I said, well, someone who goes to our church knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who's related to somebody and said they have COVID. He said, they don't have COVID? I said, they don't? 
He said, no, he goes, not too much. I, I, I think they made some comment about a month ago about a coworker having COVID. And they had to go get tested because the coworker had COVID, but their test came back negative. I know it because they were so excited that it came back negative. Ain't that funny how gossip works? He said, she said, everybody's got a friend of a friend whose brothers, sisters, cousins, first uncles, best friends, ex-wife knew somebody. And now we think we have the scoop. We just love to gossip. You say, what did they gossip? They came to you. Well, here's how they gossip, because five other people called me. They said, hey, so-and-so told me that somebody on Friday night, three weeks ago, what do you think about that? I said, I don't think anything about it. Gossip. Nothing will destroy relationships quicker than gossip. Nothing will destroy friendships faster than gossip. Gossip's one of those things that affects everybody. Gossip hurts the person that is spoken about. Look what the Bible says. This is a pretty strong statement here about gossip. There's sometimes I like to elaborate and kind of make you feel the urgency, and there's times God just throws out the word. Look what it says. A perverse person stirs up conflict, and a gossip separates close friends. It's a pretty powerful statement of how God views a person who gossips. There's some of you out there today, you know exactly what this verse is talking about. You've been separated from a really close friendship or maybe even a family member because of gossip. Maybe they shared something they shouldn't have shared. Maybe you shared something you shouldn't have shared. Maybe it was just something simple. I remember years ago dealing with the situation where a lady in the church I pastored, it wasn't this church, it was the church I was at previously, simply made a statement. Man, so-and-so is so handsome. Talking about another man in the church. Somebody overheard that, went to the man's wife and said, hey, so-and-so is interested in your husband, and I think they're trying to hook up with your husband. The wife, instead of going to this lady and confronting her, then went to the lady's husband and said, hey, I think you and my, your wife and my husband are having an affair. So I end up, where I got involved, somehow I end up having to have everybody in my office, and I'm a big person when there's a situation you backtrack. Nobody's having an affair, so I don't know how this rumor got started. Boom, what was said here, what was said there. Have you ever said anything about this person? They didn't even know each other. It was a very large church. And all of a sudden, the wife's like, you know, about three weeks ago, he was walking through, and I was talking to a friend and spoke out. I said, man, he's a handsome individual. But gossip literally almost destroyed a marriage. It hurts the person that it's talked about. Maybe you've been on the other end of that gossip. Maybe you're the one that has been gossiped. You know how much it hurts to have falsehoods or even truth spread about you that are nobody's business. 
You shared something in confidence with somebody. Hey, I'm not supposed to tell you this, so don't tell anybody. Knowing good and well they'd have had that same speech with five other people. Then knowing the person you're telling it to, nine's out of ten is going to go to someone and say, listen, I ain't, I ain't supposed to say this. But, boom, boom, boom. Gossip hurts the person that it's spoken about. <laughs> when we talk about someone, we, spawn, we, we, we say falsehoods about someone. I know someone who lost their job because he made a comment to a co-worker one time that his dream was to go out and start his own business one day. The guy wasn't doing anything, even working towards starting his own business. The co-worker wanting to move up ahead of this person told the boss, you know, so-and-so's fixing to leave. Getting ready to go start their own business. They're going to leave us high and dry. The employer went and fired the employee over gossip. It hurts the person that it's talked about. There comes times in life where you get gossiped about so much that you just almost just have to roll with it. If I had all the, like if I let gossip about me take off, I'd drive myself crazy. I've heard that I'm a porn star. There's nothing porn star about this. I have heard from a Canton police officer that I am the biggest drug lord in Cherokee County. I got to be honest with you. When COVID hit and I had no money, I was, there was a time I was wishing I was the biggest drug lord in Cherokee County. I wouldn't even know what half the drugs looked like, to be honest with you. I have heard, there was, there was a big time we had a bunch of bikers in the church here, and I heard that we were laundering money for the outlaws. Well, you had to have some money to launder, so that's never been an issue. I wish I was as hot and as sexy as everyone seems to think every woman in town thinks I am. Because trust me, hairy back, big belly, three chins, they're not really lining up. Gossip. Gossip's amazing. And it hurts the person that it's spoken to about. Not only that, gossip hurts the speaker. Gossip actually hurts the person that's doing the gossiping. Proverbs 25, 8 says, if you take your neighbor to court, do not betray another's confidence. Or the one who hears it may shame you, and the charge against you will stand. Verse 25 saying, when you're arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Just because you're mad at your neighbor, then don't start talking about all their business. Because it can hurt you. See, here's what you don't realize when you're giving the scoops on other people. People are eating up the scoops you're giving, but they're sitting back and thinking to themselves, man, when they're around other people, are they talking about me? They're talking about so-and-so who they say is their friend. What do they say about me? You could spend a lifetime building a good reputation. The Bible says you start going out and betraying secrets and confidences. Then you ruin that reputation. 
When you listen and you hear someone speaking gossip, no one ever looks at the person speaking gossip and thinks to themselves, man, you know, one day I want to be like that person, a gossip, airing everybody's dirty laundry. Bible saying there's some codes that we live by. Friendships come and go. But when friendships go away, I've never understood why all of a sudden we start airing all that person's dirty laundry. Yeah, I do, because we're a gossip. It hurts your reputation. <laughs> it, it sends off some signals to people when someone's always gossiping. When I have people in my life who are always gossiping or always wanting to scoop, it, it instantly sends out some things to me. It, it lets me know they have constipation of the mind and diarrhea of the mouth. Number two, I think to myself, when someone's gossiping to me about someone else, I think to myself, what they think about me? I wonder what they say about me when I'm not around. It makes me think to myself when I'm around a gossip, I better be real, real careful what I say here. Because they've proven they can't keep a secret. They've proven that they'll air everybody's dirty laundry. So instead of forming a friendship of tightness and community and brotherhood with this person, I'm going to form a friendship where a wall has been built in between us. Because if they'll talk about so-and-so, they'll talk about me. So it hurts you when you're the person always gossiping. It hurts the speaker. Not only that, I actually got out of order here. Number two, it hurts the listener. It hurts the listener. The Bible says in Proverbs 17, 4, a wicked person, a wicked person listens to deceitful lips. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. So, Gossip hurts the person that's spoken about. It hurts the person that's speaking it. But it also hurts the person that's listening to it. The Bible says if you listen to gossip, you're wicked. You thrive on filth. You thrive on trash. <laughs> I heard a preacher one time say this. This is good in a lot of areas of your life. What you permit you promote. When you permit someone to gossip to you all the time, you're promoting that it's okay for them to talk trash about other people. What you permit, you promote. Always get a kick out of certain people. I'll get to that in a minute. Let's move on. Bible's clear. It's wicked to listen to gossip because it doesn't pertain to you. It's none of your business. Gossip affects everybody. So the question becomes, how do we deal with gossip? And we're going to get out of here early today. Because it's really easy how not to deal with gossip. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to guard our ears. We're going to guard our ears.
I was researching this week and I found this very intriguing. I found an article in a psychology magazine. And the header of the article is what caught my attention. And it said, the one question that will stop gossip. I said, oh, that's interesting. And as people are gossiping to you, it was the one question that you should ask people. So when people come to you like, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? Or did you hear about this? Or did you hear about that? They say, just look at that person and say, let me ask you a question. Why are you telling me this? They said, then the person that's gossiping has to stop for a minute, has to evaluate their motives, evaluate their heart in the issue, begin to process, why am I telling this person this? They have to take a mental inventory. Why are you telling me this? Because really, at the end of the day, the only reason they're telling it to you is simply to gossip. Just wanted to let you know, I don't need to know. The fact that so-and-so sleeping with so-and-so who's sleeping with so-and-so while their husband watches them sleep with so-and-so as they hang from a ceiling fan on a trapeze in their room, guess what? None of my business. But, but, none of my business. Other than I might want to know how they got the trapeze in there. I don't know. It's none of my business. Why are you asking me this? You're asking me because you're wicked. You're telling me because you're wicked. You just love to gossip. You love to talk about others because it makes you feel better about yourself. When you're pointing out everyone else's business, you don't got to enter respect into your business. The Bible says every man must give an account of himself, but I don't got to give account of myself when I'm worried about your business. Man, we're going to guard our ears. I always get a kick out of people and they always, always, always do this. And I don't use the word always a lot. But here's what a gossip will always do. When they see you're starting to catch that they always come to you, they'll be like, I don't know why people always come to me, but I know why they always come to you. Because you listen. Let me repeat that. Here's why they always come to you. Because you listen. You give an ear to their gossip. You give an ear to what they're saying. You like and you delight in the negativity and the, the misery of other people as it's shared. It's very rare that people come to me with gossip because I don't listen. It's funny. I always say this. No one has ever come to me and complained about my preaching. But they'll go to Christine. They'll go to Phil. Not because they'll listen. I'm just simply saying we always go to other people instead of going to the source. So maybe you're one of those people you're like, I don't, that seems a little confrontational to me to ask them why they're coming to me. Maybe you just switch it around and say, ma'am, have you went to that person about that? Oh, 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 oh. Have you went to them about their trapeze? I, I, I don't know. Like you seem really upset about it, man. H have you went to the person yet? I can guarantee you the answer 
is always going to be no. We don't go to the source. Let me tell you how I can find out someone's not a gossip. A couple of, I guess a month ago, I'm up here preaching. I don't remember what I said, but we leave and we go out to eat at Buffalo's and Christine looks at me and she says, uh, you good? I said, yeah, I'm good. She said, you dropped the F-bomb on stage today. And I said, no, I did not. She said, yes, you did. I said, no, I did not. I can promise you I didn't. I went back and listened to the podcast. Her brother was like, he did not. He said the word folks, F-O-L-K-S. Sorry, I got a southern accent. I said, you folks, and y'all thought, some people thought I said something else. So I go back and listen to it. Well, about two weeks later, I run into a family from our church. I said, I missed you guys last week. They said, when we were going to come talk to you. What, they were actually going to come talk to me? Amazing. They said, man, you said blink a couple of weeks ago. I said, no, I promise you I didn't. I said, but it's funny you say that because my wife thought I said the same thing. I called Christine over. They said, oh, they said, man, we're so glad we came to you. And they walked away. And you know what I thought to myself? Well, I'm so glad they came to me. You know how many people would have just left assuming that I said something? Or better yet, you know how many people would have been so immature in their faith they would have told other people that's why they left our church when it wasn't true? Sometimes there's going to be questions you have. There's going to be misunderstandings you have. And instead of spreading gossip, go to the source that you're talking about. In literally 15 seconds, we were able to straighten that out. And they looked at me and said, man, thank you. I said, well, thank you for coming. They walked away and Christine, she said, you good? I said, I'm great. She said, are you sure? I said, I'm great. I'm so glad they came to me. I would have hated to lose them over something that was a misunderstanding. And then when other people started calling them asking, why don't you go anymore? And they're like, bam, 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 bam. And then all of a sudden these people are leaving over something that's not true. I said, you have a problem with your brother? You go to your brother. So instead of gossiping about them, go to them. Guard your ears. But if you cut off the gossip, they don't have anything to gossip about. The quickest way to end gossip is don't listen to it. There's people in this room all day long that can raise their hands and be like, you've come to me about a situation. And he said, not my business. Guess what? You do it one time, they'll never come back to you. I don't have time for gossip. And at the end of the day, as the older I get, I got to be honest with you, I just realize we're all screwed up and all messed up. And we could gossip about each and every one of us. I just really have taken that verse to heart. Every man must give an account for himself. I'll stand before God one day for my actions. I don't have to gossip about yours. So we end gossip by guarding our ears. Ladies, I love you. But at some of your luncheons, luncheons, some of you ought to guard your ears and shut some stuff down. You know how I know it happens? Because you come in the lobby and talk about it. 
I don't know if I want to go back to this. I mean, this is, then don't go back or shut it down while it's happening. It simply sows discord. It's simply people spreading lies and rumors or the truth they're spreading isn't their truth to spread. Somebody say amen. I know it sucks to say amen when you're getting scolded, but sometimes stuff needs to be said. I can't stop you. I can't. You can meet anytime you want to. Man, America, it's a free country. But you sow discord. And someone needs to call you out. Because it's wrong. Take it what you want to do with it. Here's the if you don't listen, guess what I'm going to do every week? I'm just going to love you and be glad you come. And I'm going to hug your neck. It's between you and God. But you're sowing discord. In the process, you're affecting what you say you love. This church. Sometimes you got to have family chats. If you're watching online today, you're like, man, I don't know what's going on. Well, thank yourself that you don't know what's going on. We'll be back to our regular schedule programming next week. We're going to guard our ears. The Bible says in Matthew 18, 15, if your brother or sister sins, go out and point out their fault. Just between the two of you, if they listen to you, you've won them over. Quit gossiping and start confronting. We're afraid of what we deem confrontation. I have a philosophy. If you've ever been in any leadership meeting with me on a team where I'm leading, you know I always use this expression, we run to confrontation. I don't like confrontation. I hate confrontation. But I run to it. Because here's why. I'd rather run to it and get it over with than build it up for three weeks in my mind and make it 20 times worse than it actually was by the time it actually happens. If you got a problem with someone, go to them and quit gossiping about them. Can't believe so-and-so was hugging me when their wife was sick. Or maybe so-and-so didn't know their wife was sick. Man, we see the worst in everybody. Yet we call ourselves brothers and sisters. Something's broke. I just got to be honest with you, something's broke. Sometimes you can close your ears. And guess what? They won't stop. Then you've got to distance yourself from that person completely. The Bible says in Proverbs 29, a gossip betrays a confidence. So avoid anyone who talks too much. There's going to come a time in your life where you literally have to walk away from a friendship because somebody doesn't know how to shut their mouth. That's the only way some gossips can be taught the error of their gossip. Say, this doesn't seem very Christ-like. No, I didn't write the book. Avoid anyone who talks too much. You've got to have personal boundaries in your own life. Doesn't mean you've got to be mean to them. Doesn't mean you've got to be ugly to them. There's people in this church I love to death. But I don't have hour-long phone call conversations with them. I don't go to lunch with them. I don't hang out with them because they talk too much. 
I don't want to have to be on guard for an hour with every word I'm saying for fear of what they're going to say. A gossip betrays confidence. So avoid anyone who talks to me. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to shut our ears. And last thing we're going to do is, check it out, this is groundbreaking. We're going to shut our mouth. Proverbs 21. Those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. Those who guard their mouths and guard their tongues keep themselves from calamity. Guess how you kill gossip? Shut up! If you're not spreading it, it dies. If someone's gossiping, you shut your ears off to them. But then don't turn around and start telling everyone what they told you. So-and-so's just a gossip. Well, you're gossiping about them being a gossip. Just feeds off each other. Shut up. Who puts you in the position as the news reporter for everyone's personal business? My, there's nothing I despise more online than sites like TMZ and these celebrities. I, I, I don't care. Like, we thrive on that gossip. Did you hear that so-and-so? Did you hear that Gwen is sleeping with Blake, but she's also married to so I can't believe I thought better. Didn't he love Miranda? Shut up! Who cares? It's none of your business. Clean your own house. Mm. Clean your own house. Gossip. I love you. I'm not even mad at you. Some of you are going to leave here today saying Gary was mad. I'm not mad. I'm hungry. I'm ready to go eat. It's been one of those mornings, but I'm not mad. But that's the problem. Sometimes we can't listen to correction because we're too prideful. No amen on the front row. My wife will tell you I'm too prideful sometimes to hear correction. So what we do is, Gary just had an attitude today. Gary was in one of his moods. No, I slept good last night. I had an evening, check this out, 762 kids and not a one of them were at the house last night. Man, my wife and I had a wild date. We went and ate food and then came and watched TV. It was wild. That's what four, well, I'm, she's not that age. That's what 44-year-old people do when they're old. It was fantastic. Got up at 9 o'clock and went to a soccer game. And 1 o'clock went and watched my daughter cheer. Came home, did nothing. Put on sweatpants and a t-shirt. It was awesome. And went ate barbecue. And did nothing. I'm gonna. I'm saying to you, I'm in a great mood. But somewhere you got to shut your mouth because gossip kills. The tongue has the ability to bring life 
are the ability to bring death. They say, Gary, how do I know if someone's a gossip? I'm going to tell you how you know someone's a gossip today. You ready? The ones who message you today, talking about my sermon today, they're gossips. <laughs> who was Gary talking about? You! I wonder what's going on in Gary's home. You could tell he was just off his game today. No, you're just a gossip. So that's the test today. You want to know who the gossips are right here? They're going to message you. They're going to call you. Miss Church today called it online. It seemed very tense there today. Was everything all right? Everything's great. Some of you are just gossips. And my job as the pastor of this church, let me make this clear to you. I'm not a speaker. That's a speaker. Let me also make this clear. I'm not a prostitute. I believe most pastors are prostitutes. They get paid to do something, and they do it and don't ruffle anybody's feathers. I don't. Got nothing to lose around here. There's nothing more than every week I love to get up and talk about your purpose and your passion and your calling. Those are my heartbeats. And 99.9% of the time, that's what we get around here. But it's also my job to make sure we stay healthy. And every once in a while, you got to cut the loose ends. You got to prune the rose bush a little bit. And just address some things. Do I think it's a huge issue around here? Nope. I don't. Do I think if it's an issue that if not addressed could get real, real huge? Yep, I do. So I'm addressing it. I love all of you. But let's protect the unity of this church. Let's protect the vision of this church. I didn't say protect me. The vision of the church. What's the vision of this church? Do whatever it takes to reach people far from God. That's why we exist. To make outsiders insiders. We're the church for those who don't do church, in case you're questioning. We're the church that's going to lead the 99 sheep and go look for the one sheep. We're the, we're the church that's going to light the candle and not worry about the nine coins we have. We're going to sweep the floor till we find the lost coin. We're the church that's like the prodigal son's dad. Though our son's there and he ain't anywhere, the older son, we're going to be looking off in the horizon nonstop waiting for the lost son to come home. Don't ever question that. That's why we exist. We're church for those that don't do church. And when those that do church come here, you know why they come? Because they realize there's this amazing thing called the Great Commission. This is going all the world and reach the gospel, preach the gospel. And they realize they're missionaries. And they realize this is the place they can bring their unchurched friends and family. And they can be leaders because in order to reach the lost, you've got to have mature Christians too. And it's a crazy cycle that works phenomenal when you work it. Bring in the unchurched, they become baby Christians who become adult Christians, who reach more unchurched Christians, who become baby Christians, who become adult Christians, who reach more unchristians. And what's working is flawless. But we'd rather gossip. Shut your ears, shut your mouth. 